0: Welcome to running it back the lessons learned from sports podcast. We're back. We're talking the NBA. It's go time baby. It's Harlan.
1: How are you doing? I'm great. I've been chasing you since March 14th. I think that's the last time we yeah to the pod. You know I'm constantly seeing where you are. It's just crickets over there. I was trying to figure out did Ja have issues
0: with some of the stuff you were saying and you were just laying low Possibly. until Possibly. things flew over? When you yeah. call
1: someone the likes to fight guy, you actually should go in hiding for a while because yeah. you just never know. And Ja flashed again. So yeah. I yeah. heard because I'm on all over the socials. And so I actually was going to say when you said how you're doing, spend a little time talking about my father loving the death total luddite and the issues he had he's got to transfer tickets you know when you go to a concert or sporting venue you can transfer tickets mm. and the three-person moment with my mom dad and i he's trying to figure out how to transfer tickets. but that you know yeah i was gonna talk about luddite then we can get to chat gbt where i actually tried to chat GPT all of my prep for this show but interesting the- yeah, model stops at twenty twenty one, so you get a little. And also, it's I don't search the internet over and over and over again. So mm-hmm. I haven't tried Bard or Bing. So I'm just a Chat GPT Open AI guy. Yeah. Um, and thank you for the Hoop GPT right. AI. It actually, is a little bit better. Right. But when you say, "Oh, dude, I'm going to go." We, we don't like to always talk about current events, so I'm going to talk about a current event, but then roll us back. Okay. Can we talk about Jimmy Freaking Butler. Jimmy Freaking Butler. We are recording they say it on air. They don't even call him Jimmy Butler. On air, they call him Miller and others Jimmy Freaking Butler. Last yeah. night, yeah, goes up 2 0 against the Celts, a number eight seed, also known as
0: Jimmy Buckets, also known as Himmy Butler, also known as 22 Jump Street. I just saw that one this morning. That was nice. As a 90s guy, I kind of appreciated the callback. At the Garden,
1: down nine points
0: in the fourth quarter. Just to clarify, at the Boston Garden. Uh, Okay, it's fine. And it's not the real Boston Garden either, all right? Is there another Garden? The Mecca has a big future
1: in this episode. I'm looking forward to it. Down nine points. Grant Williams, who has averaged 26 minutes a game, fell out of rotation in the playoffs. Playoffs? You talking about playoffs? Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs. They needed someone, need a spark, someone with that little fight, little grizzle. Did you say John Starks? No, you said spark. Please continue. <laughs> I misheard. That'll be the last reference. I'm counting them. That's a little tick sheet. He comes in, battling hard, hits a three, and this is not someone known to hit a three. They yeah. go up nine, mm-hmm. and then he starts chirping to one, Jimmy, Butler. He's kind of getting into it with him a little bit. Well, if you can see his face, he looks at him like, who is this dude? And this start, it like something flips.
0: Yeah. The
1: Heat go on a 24-9 run. It's as though he may have poked the wrong bear. <laughs> he did say, Grant, in his interview, said, yeah, yeah, maybe I did poke the bear. And then it started saying, say, but that's what I do. I've had a little Dylan Brooks in him. And who
0: uses that analogy in a good way? Who has ever poked a bear? I mean, the best case, you just don't
1: wake the bear up. But I like, mean, it's, maybe it's- you tickle a bear. But poking, they don't they don't like the poking. Just yeah. tickle the bear. Yeah. Especially I, get get super close. From a with distance like,
0: with a really long
1: stick. Like, yes. Yeah. Like after eating some uh hot flaming Cheetos. Yeah, or honey nut Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> so he did poke the bear. Mm. Jimmy came down, got a big bucket on him, and they were they went head to head jawing each other, truly head to head, jawing each other. Both got technicals. It wasn't quite a head butt, it was like a head rub. Oh, rub and rub, rub, rub. Yeah. But at it. And game was over. He went on 24 9 run, game over, 111 105. Jimmy continued to dominate. And the reason I bring this up is one, he is unguardable. It's never seen someone. There's very few guys. Braun gets this spot, but like he is one of those guys where you say he can get a bucket at any time. One. And then two, it brought me back all the way to 2018. Hmm. When Jimmy Butler was trying to get traded from the Minnesota Timberwolves, mm-hmm. there was one, Carl Anthony Towns, on that team, who he said was the most talented. There was one, Andrew Wiggins, who had the most God-given gifts, and Tibbs, who he loves to death, but was talking to manager all summer to get out of Minnesota, did not play in the preseason, and was forced by management to practice. Mm-hmm. Practice? You talking about practice?
0: Shout out to Allen Iverson. We missed our May 7th episode, but that was the
1: 21st anniversary of The Practice. Practice? And still our most downloaded show. Correct. And Kevin Hart and Steph Curry are in a new commercial with Alan Iverson saying Practice, which is amazing.
0: And you, you might argue that AI is on the rise these days, too. So he was the answer then. He still is the answer. Oh, God. You've been holding on to that.
1: You write these down. I think <laughs> two months, I haven't seen you in two months, yeah. and you're you writing these. Down. So, in that practice, he was first. He's talking to management. There, he is going to get traded, but management put his foot down. And you got to practice. And Jimmy, he's in his own words, says, I don't like when people tell me what to do. Yeah, I'm a grown man. They said, No, you're going to practice. No, I'm not. He's all right. I'm going to play with the second team. Like, no, you're going to play with the first team. He goes, All right. I'm going to play with the third team. And so Jimmy proceeded in practice. And the story got well blown out that Jimmy is dominating and scored 50 points. He says, yes, I did play the third string. I'm a guy that likes to talk. No one can guard me. And we did dominate. But most people don't know that through that whole practice, killing the first team, I only took one shot. Mm. So Jimmy Just seeing it's the lore of the Minnesota Timberwolves practice, but you can see he's a guy that can dominate in any part of the game. And I said to someone over text, like, and I think we had this text exchange. Tell me that any I want five guys you pick to play in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler would be one of those guys, and you said he has to always have the ball in his hands. I I don't. I I did
0: not say he had to. I said he has a harder time not being the best guy on the floor. I don't agree. Well, I mean, a Jordan is the same way. He's got, he's got notes of Jordan, and especially around winning time where he's clearly the dominant player whether he's taking the shot or not. And then I think you get him on a squad with other players who also need to be the best guy on the court. That's when he's had trouble in his career. When he's clearly the best player, regardless
1: whether he shoots the most, his team succeeds. There are guys that are better. He just needs to be on the court with guys who will play as hard. Pat wasn't playing as hard. Wiggins wasn't playing as hard back in the Minnesota days. had some issues in 76 I still don't know why they got rid of him. Right. He's playing with a bunch of second-round draft picks, undrafted players, and a guy in Caleb Martin who was invited to practice. Practice? We talking, Keep talking about practice. And got a two-way contract. So Jimmy, I think, as long as someone shows up, Yeah, he's the nobody believes in us. You know, we're gonna rally together,
0: but I think it only works when nobody believes in them. When he was on Philadelphia, as an example, and by the way, I will include the link to Game of Zones, describing what Hemi Butler did the the massacre in Minnesota in, in Minnesota before he then shows up. Wiggins Wigginson couldn't play again for like three years. We, he was experiencing. And I, I'll never forget that game of zones because then Philadelphia is not exactly ecstatic to see Jimmy on their doorstep, and then he exits there again. Similar dynamics, and in some ways, he's born out. Where like you know, if you're Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are not exactly folks you think about when you think about heart and leaving it all on the line. Ben Simmons, you know, no. Yeah. He, he, and then he winds up in Miami with Udonis Haslam, and then his number two, the Robin to his Batman, Bam Adebayo, kind of like a a well behaved version of Scottie Pippen. Suddenly, you can start to replicate a little bit of the Jordan like dynamics, where nobody will compete as hard as Jimmy in practice, practice, we'll talk and then about practice. And then when he brings it onto to the court, nobody believes in us, which is a little bit. It's almost like you take the '90s Jordan ethos, and then you add a little bit of 1999 New York Knicks, Latrell Sprewell, Allen Houston, Marcus Camby. What is happening? We got to see
1: the Knicks references. <laughs> so you asked me at the top how I'm doing, and I will say I actually sat to watch. The Celts, I can't stand the Celts. Yeah. And the Heat, really just to watch the dynamic with the Heat team mm-hmm. and the way that Jimmy plays, willing passer, how hard the rest of the team plays, how there's some bonehead plays made in that game, but no one gets down, no one's yelling at each other, and they just have heart. And this will go back to – cycle back to our pod. And we talked earlier in the year about the Draymond Green Jordan pool punch. Yeah. We said at the time that that's culture and it's going to be really hard for them to come back from what happened in the preseason. We saw it on the road. They weren't playing well on the road and Draymond had an interview post season. He said that was a major moment. And they really, it was crippling for them and is crippling for himself because he's the guy that's super vocal, especially on the road. And he said he held back for two to three months mm-hmm. and let bad habits, bad habits form. They only won 11 games on the road yeah. and it's hard to come back when you don't stay connected. So I just want to, we got a little scoreboard for us, a little receipt. We were, we were right about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When, and it just, I just love seeing it on the court. Jimmy didn't score fifty, he, but it's just you, you see freedom in other players because they have the belief of the leader, and they're just playing hard. So it, it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I watch them beat the Knicks. Yeah,
0: well, maybe they aren't who we thought they were. Maybe they actually are more than we might have thought. And the Knicks taking them to six in a competitive series is fine. And you know nothing like. The Mecca, Madison Square Garden, when it's rocking with one Jalen Brunson at the helm. But again, I'll rein in my Knicks fandom here. We also wanted to talk coaching. We did want to understand the coaching carousel, what it takes around leadership here. I did want to take one moment to give a shout out to Coach Spostra, who I just realized while I was prepping for this show has never won a Coach of the Year, nope. which, which is mind-boggling to me. And then it's almost like there needs to be, a, just like there's a Finals MVP or you know recognition of the best playoff play, there needs to be something about playoff coaching. And he's certainly outclassing Joe Mazzula, who looks like a deer in the headlights. And to pair a coach who doesn't really feel confident with a set of transcendent talent like the Celtics have, all of whom don't kind of exude confidence
1: and control in the way that Jimmy Butler does. Thoughts, quick on Missoula. It's tough when your first year coach Udaka's bench. He was—I don't think he—I don't think he was a first assistant, so he was on Udaka's bench. But when he's someone like Marcus Smart, grit and grind, defensive player of year last year, and says in the press that the coach is learning. Yeah. Doesn't send the best, you know, doesn't give you a lot of confidence that he has the locker room. So Mm -hmm. Spell, been a coach since 2008. He's Pat Riley's guy, and he's sort of the guy who grinded in the video room and got an opportunity. He is the second longest tenure coach in the league. If you look at the top list, top five, you got Popovich, not a surprise, five-time champ. Most wins, you have Spolo, which two-time champ. You know, four years in a row going to the finals with the LeBron team. But after the first year and lost in the finals, there were a lot of chirping that Pat Riley should come back down. Two-time winner, going to the finals again with Jimmy Butler. Third most tenured is Kerr, been with the awards 2014. I do want to cycle back to uh, Mike Malone at some point. Yeah. And you'd be surprised now because of the coaching carousel, who the fifth most tenured coach is. It mm. is one Dwayne Casey hmm. for Detroit Pistons, been there since 2018. Would not has have a, guessed. Yeah. Has a 31% win percentage and has been to the playoffs once. We'll talk about that. But Spo, if we look post LeBron era, this is wins, the number of wins in the regular season. 37, 48, 41, 44, 39, 44, 40, 53, 44. That is not, you're not killing the regular season. Yeah, this are, If you saw these middling numbers across and looking at other teams, this is someone that would be shown the door. He missed the playoffs. He hit a conference final semis, missed the playoffs, lost in the first round, missed the playoffs. That's a five-year run. Mm. That most coaches don't survive. Yeah. Then hit the finals, the bubble finals, where Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Freaking Butler was the dominant player in that series against the Lakers.
0: I think it's because everyone was drinking his coffee, though, right? Isn't that what happened?
1: Exactly.
0: Don't <laughs> then, drink Jimmy Butler's coffee. If they're playing <laughs> against Jimmy Butler, don't go let to, him invite you Starbucks. into the room. Just go to like looks, another artisanal place and show them how Jimmy's much coffee. and just be talking about how great somebody else's coffee is. Oh, no, that's poking the bear. I'm sorry. I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: I would have love to see Jimmy writing someone's name. What's your name again? On, <laughs> on the cuff and spelling it wrong. Then lost in the first round and then the conference finals. And obviously, what they're doing now. Yeah. So we allowed Pat Riley since 2008 and even during the time where. They had the Heatles and LeBron and Wade and Bosh. Riley in that culture has let him breathe. Mm-hmm. He's let him learn. And he's let him compete. And he's not in the same way this season, when Sposter right. talks about the season, it was not a good year. Yeah. A ton up and down. They were like and fighting of, during timeouts. It got ugly. They got a lot of injuries. You have still have Udonis Haslam. It's his last year who's there. Providing some counsel and elderly sage advice. He's kind of the Yoda of that team. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Especially when he wears his, he's always got his hoodie up. His cloak. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing I feel like the Heat organization understands is there's no perfect. It's not, you, you're going to have ups and downs. And every year you can't climb the mountaintop and win it all. Mm-hmm. But if there's growth, if you see that you have the right guys, if you see that some years you don't connect, it means you may need to move some players out. Mm-hmm. But the narrative is so fast to say they're not listening anymore. He's lost the locker room. Yeah, And it's just amazing to me, someone like Popovich and someone like Spolstra and even Kerr, they, they're just giving, and, and I want to get to Mike Malone in a minute, they're just giving a longer rope. Right. So it's frustrating, Well, frustrating to me, to see the coaches fired this cycle.
0: This is when we may, if our booth can get it together, we may softly play It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday while Tarlin reads off these names. Yeah, please continue.
1: I thought Alice was, Alice is all over this, right? She's the new one. She's in charge of media, audio, and any random sound.
0: She's going places. We're going to hear from her.
1: Nick Nurse, 2019 champ. If you remember the big shot that Kawhi hit against the Sixers and they won it all. On. Yeah, Mike Budenholzer, 2021 champ, Bucks lost in the first round. In the last five years, as the coach of the Bucks, they have been the number one seed in their division.
0: Although I will say Budenholzer, it does look like he might have had an extra beer or two on the back nine, and then he walks onto the sideline. He doesn't exactly look as he's not supposed. I don't think there's a stray. Anything with that guy. He seems very put together.
1: So, bunholzer let's remember, lost in the first round, but Giannis missed at least two and a half games. So, yeah. didn't have one of the best players in the league. And, game four, tragedy struck. One of his brothers was in a car accident and died. Oh, really? But, he got fired immediately because you shouldn't lose to the Heat. Oh, right. yeah? He beat the Knicks. Look again. He are beating the Celts right now. Yeah. Then... Western Conference champ, 2022 coach of the year, Monty Williams, Phoenix Suns, gone. Mm -hmm. Why? Because Chris Paul can't stay healthy.
0: They're getting blown out in home playoff games.
1: And you had Kevin Durant for eight games and blew up eight games in the regular season, and they're just throwing them together in the playoffs, and you blew up your whole bench.
0: Yeah. Although the counterpoint is, we will protect this house. Nobody nobody blows me out on my home court. That's, sure. that's the counterpoint. Of course, if
1: you have DeAndre Ayton, because he's the kind of guy that I bet you, Jimmy Buckets, would love to play with. Yeah. That guy would make it seven seconds. And last, 2008 NBA champ, a coach that has blown a 3-1 series lead three times, a 3-2 series lead four times, a 2-0 series lead one time, and a 6-10 in game sevens, One Doc Rivers. Also a brilliant animated GIF His shaking his
0: head. I can't believe that just happened GIF. And I'm a soft G GIF person. I, you know, if you, if you have an issue with that, you know, let me know. I'll work on maybe going GIF next time, but I'm a, I'm a soft G. I'm a hard G on the court, but I'm a soft G when it comes to my GIFs. Anyway, that's Doc. What is his actual name? I think it's Glenn. Glenn, Glenn Doc Rivers. Yes. Oh my gosh.
1: I and just, I didn't even have to look that up. I think it's somewhere deep in the recess. Final so,
0: answer. Call a friend. You
1: sure? I'm not calling a friend. You can look it up. Go to ChatGPT. I, I believe you. We don't need ChatGPT. We don't need hoop
0: GPT for that.
1: So I probably side, and this is a Doc Rivers team that should have won that series. But when you also have someone making tons of money who made zero field goals in the last three games of that series and won James Harden. Mm-hmm. And your MVP, league MVP, and someone who stumped for the league MVP didn't show up in game seven, what are you going to do? Is it the X's and O's, or is it the people on the court? Probably also doesn't help that James Harden has already said he's not opting into his contract and is looking to have some freedom. So Mm -hmm. I say all that because we're talking about the coaches, and it's unbelievable to me the coaching carousel where the NFL would normally wait... A period of time I guess they wait to the regular season but as soon as you lose and there's very good teams that make in the playoffs as soon as you lose in the playoffs yeah it's over mm-hmm. and they're they think they can find someone better so I am fully impressed with those organizations that maintain continuity Popovich is there and we'll potentially have a chance to talk about the number one draft and Spurs and what they can do Spo, they're not going to win it every year it's going to be ugly But the the organization understands that ugly. They're not making wild swings at major free agents other than Jimmy Butler. They draft well and they have a culture just playing hard and staying in it and they have no expectations. So it's almost like you got a little millennial Gen Z. What have you done for me lately And instant gratification with some of these clubs and GMs and... You got a little sort of Gen X boomer in the heat where it's going to take work and time. Yeah. Just yeah. going to keep climbing the mountain every year. And as long as we have the right people in the organization. So that's the vibe Spo gives off. You know, hoop, GBT.ai, when I asked who the best coaches in the league are, they said it's Steve Kerr, Pop, Spo, and Phil Jackson. And as mm. you said, Spo is never won Coach of the Year, but has all the respect of the coaches in the league and the players, and he is whooping Missoula's butt right now.
0: Yeah, and to me, the lessons learned side of this is interesting if you extrapolate beyond the NBA to what can you learn about leadership, what can you learn about getting folks organized in support of a goal. What I really like about some of those names on that list is that they know how to allow their players to lead I think with Jimmy, you have no choice. So with with Jimmy Butler, the only way he's going to succeed is if he's really given more reign than typically is given to a player. And then you need to be strong enough in Coach Spoh's case to still ultimately be the leader in a different way. And I think that's true in the case of what Darvin Ham has done. It reminds me of where I've been impressed by Darvin Ham in that ultimately that's LeBron's team. But at the same time, he needs to be able to assert enough leadership and make enough choices, look good coming out of a timeout, not mismanage the end of a game. There is an element of execution to a young coach. Also, he's big, which I think is interesting about Darvin Ham. not to bully Joe Mazzullo, who's bigger than me, but the idea that This guy has figured out sort of the chemistry play. What are your thoughts on that? It does feel like there's another level of leadership. By the way, I like the generational shots fired from you there. Old man on porch. I do think it requires a little bit of seasoning to actually allow rising talent, folks who are younger than you to actually get the stage, but then still realize at the end of the day, you are responsible. You are accountable for what's happening here. Thoughts
1: more broadly about leadership and what we can learn here. Shockingly, we'll give a little credit to Palinka, who I just frustrated by as a general manager of the Lakers, who won a championship and then dismantled the group and had weird. We had a weird structure along with Russell Westbrook, who we thought would help as a ball dominant guard, along with LeBron and AD, Darvin Ham from the beginning had to convince Russell Westbrook to come off the bench, which Vogel was not able to do and Leish was not able to do. Darvin Ham from the beginning said, I need AD to play the five. When AD's like, I don't want to play the five, I want to play four. And he's playing the five. He had to weather 0-5, a 2-10 start. They were six games out of the playoff, the play-in game. And they just continued to fight. They jettisoned some players. They brought in new players. And then had to quickly figure out how to adapt and make sure they found the right matchups. When he first saw Austin Reese, he's like, what am I going to do with this guy? Mm -hmm. And allowed himself to have a growth mindset. Oh, this guy does a lot more on the court than I possibly could have imagined. He's kind of the Pete Weber of two guards. Who do you think you are? I am. I am him. (laughs) Then we have, you know... Uh, D'Angelo Russell, who we've already had on this team, has been on you know, multiple teams, uh, not necessarily the best defender, but found the way to get the most out of him. Also, Dennis Schroeder, who was on the Lakers before and back. Yeah. So he's got this collection of folks where Darwin has a presence. The NBA is a little hard to watch in the regular season. I watch, I'm using air quotes, stats as a fantasy hoops owner, but he makes massive adjustments. And making adjustments in game in the second half. Yes. And so they come out better. They come out of timeouts actually scoring the ball. Yeah. You don't have LeBron, ball dominant LeBron. You have more movement. So kudos to him, but also kudos to who knows what was happening with Jeannie Buss and that. But like allow having the patience to let things breathe. It does not happen overnight. Right. And we have a collection of folks coming. So the, we'll go to the Liberty a super team in the WNBA. They got blown out in their first game. Yet Stewart and others not playing in the preseason. They're just jelling. Uh, and not but they they haven't had a chance to come together. It takes Phoenix. time. Yeah. So I I feel for the Budenholzers of the world. He didn't make some late game adjustments. I mean, Jimmy got 46 or whatever it was against Drew Holiday, who's first team All-NBA and Brooke Lopez is on the team. Brooke Lopez in the game wasn't in at all uh, to guard against the inbounders for the alley oop or be in the in the court at all for the alley oop to Jimmy to tie the game. So there's mm-hmm. some late game decisions, but tough to say that Golden Holzer is not a winner. Mm-hmm. And he's manufacturing and playing with guys like Chris Middleton who have been hurt. I, I want to call out one, one other coach because we talked about Spo. Yeah, Mike Malone. Mike Malone has the fourth his fourth longest tenure in the league. The Denver Nuggets are investing in Malone. He's son of Brendan Malone, he is from the Kerr coaching tree. So Draymond said early on that he was probably one of the the main coaches that helped sort of spark the Warriors early on. He was assistant coach for your Knicks, Hornets. He also had one-year run with the Kings, just one season. And after one season, I looked at their roster. DeMarcus Cousins was their best player. After one season, and then going 11-13, so they went from 22 wins to 28 wins, and he won 11-13. They fired him like the beginning of the season. The prior six years for the Kings, are 33 wins, 38-17, 25-24, 22, and then he wins 28, and they're not doing good enough. And then after he gets fired, 29-33, 32-27, they just suck. Right. Then he gets to gets to the Nuggets. He wins 33 games in the first season, missed playoffs. 40 in the second, missed playoffs. 46 in the third, missed playoffs. Most teams would fire that coach. Then they go on 54. They go to the conference semis, 46. They go to the conference finals, lose but, the Lakers. And
0: during this time, Jokic is on slim fast, right? So he's reinventing himself he's re- in, in re- the midst of himself. these numbers. Yeah. Get,
1: getting below three bills, 47 in the semis. They lose the Phoenix. Remember this is a team that Monty led because they lost. This is one a coach that got fired this year. And then last year, 48, wins and lost in the first round to the eventual champion mike malone based on the resume based on what we saw before should be fired mm-hmm. but the nuggets have patience they knew that jamal murray was out they knew that michael porter jr was out they didn't have the same roster they were doing what they can they, they taped together a regular season and they got beat by the eventual champs mm-hmm. there are a lot of gms and owners that after that first round loss we like they're done Right. Not to even see what if the Heat go on to be the eventual champs, and you just fired right. the coach that just lost to probably one of the best tacticians and one of the best all around killers, tacticians, fellow killers and Jimmy Bucket. Mm-hmm. So i am just it's just a call out for patience. Yeah, it's a call out that even within organizations, you have new people coming. It just takes time to gel. Yeah. It takes time for people to have an alignment around vision and also to understand what people's superpowers are. Mm-hmm. You can just bring in Kevin Durant in eight games and say, I know his superpowers to shoot, but you still don't figure out the flow. Yeah. And so if you watch the Suns, it was one on one and ISIL play with Devin Booker and Kurt Grant, but that's not how you win games. Mm-hmm. Anyways, kudos to Heat Culture and Riley. Kudos to the Nuggets and the new GM, Calvin Booth. Most people aren't fans of the coaches, but I'm definitely a huge Spo fan and Malone and his rhetoric and the way he's fighting back and pushing back from the Nuggets. I'm a huge Malone fan.
0: Yeah, a lot to learn there. And if I'm reading the signals right, it sounds like I may not be fired as the producer of Running It Back. We are back. We're here for you, listeners. We're here for each other, Tarlin. And we're building that winning culture. We have our eyes on the prize, hopefully Folks, enjoy what you're hearing. We'll be back on the regular closing remarks, Tarlin, as we wrap up here. I'm giving you some air to talk about your next. Anything Uh to say? Yeah, I mean, we got a player. You know, you've been talking about the importance of the culture side from the front office right down through the coach, needs to be alignment and give people room, some continuity, some ability to build culture. I'm not sure we have the right coach and tips because I feel like he's a little too much of an alpha coach, frankly, where it's too much about him and my way or the highway. We definitely have a transcendent leader in Jalen Brunson. He's also a point guard. So you pair him with the right coach and then a front office who can make the right moves to build something long-term. We at least have one piece in the puzzle. And then the other piece we have, of course, is that there's no other place like the garden when the mecca of basketball is rocking? Thank you for a little bit of time for me to get wistful about the promise of a Nick championship. And maybe, maybe in a lifetime,
1: you guys will win a championship.
0: And yeah. With that- <laughs> and, and with that, we'll wrap it up. Hopefully, we'll be back again soon, Tarlin. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Peace.